All right, my friends, thanks for tuning into the podcast. So some period of weeks ago, uh, a young man reached out to me, a listener of the program, and asked if I am planning to begin to um, sort of elucidate or explain um, some of the uh, subtypes or, if you will, symptom dimensions of OCD. And I suppose I've been somewhat reluctant uh, or resistant uh, to this for, you know, I don't know, a few reasons. One of them is when you begin to to talk about or to explain uh, one subtype, there's the possibility of, of leaving out uh, some important information, uh, you know, something that is otherwise uh, pretty central to the effective treatment of that particular symptom dimension or something that may be very important for certain individuals to hear or to know. And, uh, and you, when you begin to get into a really specific diagnostic categories, um, there, there's that worry. Also, there's the concern that others would become, in some ways, disillusioned or or left out uh, because, well, this particular episode isn't about their subtype, uh, and so there, there, you know, there's a concern that uh, that either information or individuals could be or could feel left out. Uh, so there's there's that element of things. Also, the the other uh, side of that is that I've been somewhat resistant to talking about subtypes because it doesn't matter the subtype when we're talking about treatment. The treatment is always the same. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about one subtype or another subtype, shifting or evolving subtypes, or even multiple subtypes at the same time. The treatment is always, I say again, it is always the same. Uh, the treatment doesn't change just because the OCD symptoms may. Uh, the treatment remains the same, and it always does. So I've been somewhat uh, resistant uh, to or reluctant to uh, engage the idea uh, of, of articulating and, and elucidating uh, various uh, subtypes. Um, but I am going to uh, at least uh, here in this episode and probably for the next couple of episodes, um, begin to sort of explain uh, some of the subtypes. Now, I say again that it's not possible for me to to say uh, everything that there is to know about this or or that subtype. There, there. It, that simply isn't something I'm going to be able to do. And also, correspondingly, it's not going to be possible for me to to list and to articulate and to explain every possible subtype. So again, my intent isn't to leave anyone feeling left out. Uh, my intent isn't to exhaustively explain even one subtype. But it is to, in some ways, begin to introduce to you the idea of subtypes and to begin to articulate uh, the, the essence of some of those subtypes. So I wanted to go ahead and begin with uh, what is otherwise known as harm OCD, uh, a fairly, fairly common subtype or symptom dimension within the OCD population. Uh, I've treated, I don't know, many, many, many dozens. I don't, I don't know if, that I, if I would say 100 individuals although it may be as high as 100, but certainly, uh, you know, many, many dozens of individuals uh, suffering from harm OCD. So what is harm OCD? I suppose that's a bit of, a, of, an, of an odd um, uh, nomenclature or, or an odd identifier for a symptom set. Why don't we just call it OCD? 
Well, I think that that's part of what I was meaning to say earlier in this episode. Yeah, why get into the specifics? It's all OCD. Um, but why do we call it harm OCD? Well, we call it harm OCD, or at least uh, the uh, the literature, uh, the pop literature calls uh, this particular symptom cluster harm OCD because it is a fear of harm. It's a fear of harming other people, and sometimes it is a fear of harming ourselves. Uh, so harm OCD is often this idea that um, that I'm going to harm uh, another person, that I'm going to harm um, a person with my car. That's a really, really common form of harm OCD, that I'm going to run somebody over with my car, that I'm going to hit somebody with my car, that this is happening because I'm not being careful enough that this is happening because maybe because I want to secretly, I want to hurt somebody with my car. And this is to be carefully distinguished from somebody who, um, who maybe has a history of harming other people, who maybe has a, a history of angry outbursts, of violent behaviors. Uh, most typically when you're seeing uh, uh, harm OCD present symptomatologically, we're not talking about someone uh, you know, who maybe also has sociopathy or something like this. Uh, that is to say someone who is a sociopath or a psychopath uh, and who uh, maybe habitually goes and, and, uh, and wrongs or harms other people. No, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about someone, remember, who suffers from OCD. Um, so OCD, we're dealing with obsessions and we're dealing with compulsions, but those obsessions relate really uh, specifically here to the fear of harming other people. Uh, and the compulsions become uh, working to um, uh, ensure, if you will, that that doesn't happen. Uh, so if the fear is that I'm going to harm somebody with my car, then you can imagine the compulsions become um, you know, different forms of of reducing likelihood uh it might be asking somebody else to drive uh it might be driving really really slowly uh it it, it might be avoiding certain kinds of roads uh it might be uh looking in the rearview mirror uh, repeatedly again and again and again to make sure that uh, no one was accidentally harmed or hurt uh, by me when I drove the car and I hit that pothole and I heard that boom sound and I had that shot of anxiety. Um, what did I do? Well, I, I stopped the car and I got out and I looked uh, or I looked underneath the car or I looked in the rearview mirror, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The behaviors that I'm engaging uh, to make sure uh, that I didn't or that I won't um, harm somebody with my car. Uh, this is the idea of harm OCD. And, and oftentimes, uh, this kind of behavior can be really, really time consuming. So we'll have uh, individuals that are, you know, that maybe leave for work and, 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 and it might take them um, you know, an hour or even two hours to make what is otherwise a uh, maybe a seven or eight minute drive uh, because of all of the compulsive patterns that are again and again being engaged uh, throughout the process of having these obsessions and these fears of harming other people. Uh, it can also take the shape of, of uh, maybe uh, the fear that I'm going to harm myself. Maybe it's uh, you know, if I'm near a, a knife, uh, I see a knife on a countertop, for example, I have this this fear that I'm going to sort of impulsively grab the knife and begin hurting myself. 
with the knife. Or again, perhaps the fear that I'm going to hurt somebody else with the knife. Uh, and there'll be similar compulsive patterns here of avoidance or of kind of safeguarding behaviors to really limit the possibility that I'm going to do that. And these often take the shape of, uh, of seeking reassurance from others. Do you think I'm a danger to myself? Uh, do you think that I'm capable of hurting myself? And this kind of idea uh, or, or avoiding contact uh, with, with certain um, uh, kinds of utensils or, or, uh, or um, tools that, that could be used in that way. Uh, you know, so, so we'll, we'll see uh, different kinds of, of, uh, of compulsive patterns related to, to, uh, to harm OCD. One of the really, really good questions that often um, uh, emerges in, in therapy when dealing with this particular uh, symptom dimension is uh, how do I know the difference between harm OCD and suicidality, that is to say suicidal ideation or uh, suicidal thoughts, right? So real suicidal thoughts versus, um, you know, versus something like uh, harm OCD. I think this is a particularly complicated question when we're looking at the, the research relative to uh, suicidality with within the OCD population. So individuals with OCD do tend to uh, 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 be more likely than perhaps other populations to attempt suicide because of their relentless, seemingly, obsessions and compulsions. So when we're looking at something like, uh, you know, harm OCD, that is to say specifically self-harm OCD, uh, there can be the really natural question of, well, is this suicidal thinking, is this suicidal ideation, as opposed to simply an OCD presentation? That's a really good question, right? And typically speaking, the answer becomes emotionality. So when we're looking at, um, at the thoughts, do these thoughts tend to elicit intense levels of anxiety? That is to say, are these more obsessions? I'm going to kill myself. Uh, when we have the thought, am I going to kill myself? Does it elicit intense levels of anxiety as opposed to simply relief, um, which, which emotion tends to um, more than the other. Now, for some of us, we might say, well, there's kind of both of them there, right? I feel both relief and anxiety. So we, we would want to be able to look at, well, um, uh, which emotion tends to be favored there? That is to say, which one is happening more intensely? Uh, do I feel more relief than I do anxious? Or do I feel more anxious than I do relief? Uh, which one is favored uh, there? Uh, so we would want to uh, look at that also. Do we have uh, you know, uh, this kind of thing? Anyways, I, I don't mean to, 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 to speak outside of, of, uh, of this, the symptom cluster or, or symptom dimension. But the idea of harm OCD is just that. It's the fear that I'm going to harm others or harm myself. And, and most typically that, that will be that will take a, a really uh, you know, kind of specific shape to it. Um, so the the punchline, though, as will be for each of these symptom dimensions uh, that we discuss, is what's the treatment for harm for harm OCD? Well, this is where we go back to the initial remarks that I made at the, at the opening of this episode. The evidence-based treatment for harm OCD is the same evidence-based treatment as 
it is for any other subtype of OCD. It's it's exposure and response prevention. Uh, the 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 difference, I suppose, here is that the exposures that we work to formulate and execute in session really uh, relate specifically to the fears at hand. So it might be uh, the exposure might be driving uh, the car and driving the car at the speed limit as opposed to slower or driving the car even five miles an hour over the speed limit. Uh, it might be driving the car um, uh, in a certain, like a school zone, uh, you know, near kids. It might be driving the car uh, in a city as opposed to in a really, really rural area, uh, you know, or on a, on a highway as opposed to, you know, on a two lane road, this kind of idea. Uh, it, you know, we have to look at, well, well, what fears uh, are really getting elicited uh, by different kinds of situations and working to confront those situations. Uh, that's our exposure work. And then, of course, most importantly, I would argue within the treatment process is response prevention. That is to say, stopping of compulsions or, or rituals. So it's, it's going to be driving the car while working to resist looking in the rearview mirror. It's going to be driving the car and not stopping and, and getting out. No, no, no. That's a compulsion uh, in, in the case of harm OCD. And we're, and we're not going to stop and get out repeatedly and look and, and check and, 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 and maybe call somebody for reassurance. And all these compulsive patterns that we can sort of identify in the process of, of the day and, and in the process of doing the exposure we're, we're going to really, really work consistently and systematically to identify and stop those behaviors, those compulsions or rituals. Uh, meanwhile, we're engaging the exposure. So that's really the idea of harm OCD. Harm OCD is this, this notion, this fear that I'm going to uh, hurt somebody, uh, whether that person be someone, uh, myself or someone else. Well, thanks for tuning into the podcast. Um, you can uh, feel free to reach out uh, to uh, to Chris Lines that C H R I S L E I N S zero four at gmail.com for questions. I'll do my best to get back to get back with you as quickly as I can, or work your question into the next podcast. Thanks very very much for tuning in. This is OCD Straight Talk.